Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Pop Culture University, the university where you learn everything going on in the world of pop culture and see what life lessons you can get from it. Because it's not just pop culture, it's our culture. And it's not just celebrities, they are you and me. If it's your first time here, thank you so much for coming. I love you, I stand you, I'm in your fandom. We're here on YouTube, subscribe, like, join the university, enroll. Um, if it's not your first time here, thank you so much for coming back. Today, we are joined by a very special guest. As you guys know, whenever I do the film version, I like to bring a guest in. I call them a teacher's pet because they're here to <laughs> add to the conversation, agree with everything I say, and just spill the tea with us. But this guest is extremely special all the way from Toronto, Canada. We have TikTok legend, Snarky Marky. Hey, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm so elated to be here. Oh my God. Hell yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming. Thank you. you guys, I love Marky so oh much. Oh my gosh. Seriously. I love Patty more than anything. Stop. Seriously, I was so happy when we met in Las Vegas. I know. It was so fun. We were both there for BravoCon with different <laughs> groups, but we found yeah. our way to each other and it was. Yeah, right. It was instant. Star crossed TikTokers for sure. Oh my gosh. Love it. <laughs> different niches i love when i know right you can connect with people from different niches because i feel like you're so you become very uh what's the word tunnel visioned yeah like you think you can only collab with someone who's in that lane right but it's really not that way you can cross pollinate exactly get people who are fans of each other but marky is truly ever since moving to la i like this podcast to be a journey of my time here in la you guys know what they say is true. Unfortunately, not all influencers are the most real or as genuine as their TikTok personalities. Marky is exactly the same. Oh my gosh. Thank you. And same with Patty. Like if y'all need someone to support on social media, he's the one. Yeah. I feel like I'm even nicer in person because online I love to take shots and throw jabs, <laughs> but in person I'm just so chill. But no, he truly is. you're the exact same. I don't know why I keep calling you Marky. I'll just call you Mark. <laughs> Whatever you want. Um, what is your last name though? Gaetano. Gaetano. It's Italian. Oh my God. I love that. Yeah. I feel like you should be like the long Island medium with a name oh like that. Oh my gosh. Right. It's so Italian. <laughs> it hurts. That's iconic. <laughs> I feel like you're like a meatball. You should be throwing some spaghetti in the air or something. <laughs> but you guys, I'm really excited for this episode. As you guys know, we always get into the tea, get some life lessons. But this episode, I want to be in tribute to the year of 2023, going over the highlights of everything that happened. It's been a long year. It has been. From Do you guys even remember the year started with Harry Styles winning album of the year and oh Rihanna performing at the Super Bowl and everyone dragging Hailey Bieber? So we're just going to do an episode of the worst moments of 2023, the celebrities who lost 2023, celebrities who won 2023, what we're leaving in the past, and what we're bringing to 2024. So I'm very excited for it. Before we get into it, make sure to rate this podcast five star on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, leave a review, screenshot yourself listening to it. I'll hit you up in the Instagram DMs. And if you're on the visual version, which you should go to if you're not already, um, like the video, leave a comment, share. It helps the algorithm out so much. But without further ado, welcome to Pop Culture University. Take your seats. <laughs>
All right, so we're gonna get right into it, and I feel like people know you, but if for some reason they live under a rock and they've never seen your iconic millennial content <laughs> or your um, character skits being Karens or disgruntled coworkers, <laughs> they may just need to know the real snarky Marky. So to get to know you, we're gonna play a game called You Have to Pick. Oh my gosh, okay, <laughs> I'm scared, what are we picking? And I want this to be my plead the fifth <laughs> like that sort of iconic game so when we play you have to pick i'm going to give you seven questions and you have there there are going to be choice questions choosing between two things okay. you have to pick you can't oh play gosh. the middle but you can say both and play the middle for one Okay, okay. So that's the one card you get to use. I gotta okay? use this sparingly. So when I edit this, I'm gonna add like an echo in, but it's time to play. You have to <laughs> pick. All right, so the first question Team Selena or Team Mean Girls? Kendall, team Mean Girls, as in Kendall, Kylie, Haley. You oh have to pick. Oh my gosh. Um, honestly, I'm gonna. In this situation, I'm going to have to go with Selena, Team Selena. Okay. But wow. But I do like the other ladies individually. <laughs> I, I don't, but I do think Selena Gomez here. Okay. Kind of controversial for this podcast. Perhaps. But thank you for picking, I guess. <laughs> Eras Tour or Renaissance Tour? I am Swifty through and through, so I have to go with Eras Tour, but I wow. do really want to get to the Renaissance Tour eventually. Wow, you're really going to pick Taylor over Beyonce? Crazy. I, listen, Taylor <laughs> is my Achilles heel. She's okay. my favorite person in the world. Um, sometimes she's too much of my favorite, and it gets annoying. Yeah, you like caught the Swifty-itis. Oh, absolutely. I caught it the second Folklore dropped, and I've <laughs> never been the same since. She did take over in 2023. You said she's your favorite person. She is the person of the year this year. Oh, yeah. So. Time recognized her as the person of the year, so there's no, there's no debating that. Did you see that Pennsylvania declared 2023 the Taylor Swift era? I love that. Like, it's a holiday now. I love it. I'm obsessed with that. Oh, because she's from Pennsylvania. That makes yes. sense. Yes. Speaking of Taylor, though, next you have to pick question. Taylor or Lana? <laughs> okay. I think, is this in context of me becoming a new Lana Del Rey fan? I feel like people just often compare them because they're autobiographical songwriting and storytelling. So that's why I'm pinning them against each other. Okay. <laughs> I am a newfound super newfound Lana fan. I'm going through her entire discography. And so wow. I've done Born to Die, let that simmer for a couple of months and now I'm on ultraviolence. So I'm not a full Lana stan yet, but I do love her. But Taylor, Taylor. Um, reigns supreme, supreme for me. Okay, I love the decisiveness. You haven't used your both card yet. Kelsey or Taylor? Listen, <laughs> do they know which Kelsey we're talking about? Like Kelsey, Travis Kelsey or Kelsey Ballerini? Oh, Kelsey Ballerini, of course. Oh, that's my both. That's my both. Okay. Taylor Swift and Kelsey Ballerini are my number ones forever. Fair. They're mothers to me. Okay. He used his both folks. So the next three you have to pick. Oh. Survivor or Squid Games? Survivor. Big Brother or The Challenge? Big Brother. Nikki or Cardi? Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is going to stir up controversy, of course, but Nikki. Oh, I thought you were about to say Cardi. No, no well, <laughs> I'm not in their beef, but I do have to recognize Nikki as the queen of rap. You could add yourself in that beef, insert yourself in it, make a TikTok about it. Mm. You do rile people up on TikTok. I do rile people up, but certain <laughs> fandoms, I'm 
not trying to play with. You but should do that next. Fandoms? Yeah. That's how I get my house leaked. Yeah, true. You'll get doxxed. You're good at like clowning like large demographics of people. Exactly. <laughs> In a lighthearted manner, but not specific individuals. And then it all goes awry when okay, true. that happens. True. The Michael Jackson fans like permanently hate me because oh my of what God. I said. No, I'm with you. Thank I'm with you. you. Oh, thank you. I'm with you about your statement. Oh my God. Fuck yeah. Finally. Right? I feel the the solitude here. Okay, the last one. Hunger Games or Harry Potter? Hunger Games. Hello. Period. Hello. Okay, thank you. I love that. Well, he just played You Have to Pick Folks, and you did amazing. Thank you. I'm glad I used my both correctly, I think. Oh, for sure. The decisiveness was iconic. <laughs> Those were kind of like the biggest um, people who really took over 2023, everyone in that category. But now we need to get onto the worst moments I'm of ready. 2023 we both prepared our worst movie song oh, yeah. scandal what was your least favorite movie of 2023 2023 that you're leaving in this last year you don't even want to see it talked about ever again i oh my gosh this is gonna get me in trouble but i did not get the hype for oppenheimer yeah i'm sorry i sat through there and can I spoil? Oh, of course. I didn't see it. I'm never going to see it. Okay. The <laughs> bomb went off. And I thought that was the end. And I'm sitting through it. I'm like, okay, what's the big plot twist going to happen? It's another hour and a half of just sitting there. And my thing is I am unable to discern men yeah. who are all white. I'm yes. unable to distinguish them. Yeah. No, they, they look alike. Have, yeah. When they all have similar <laughs> names too. I'm like. I couldn't keep up. And it, I did not register that Albert Einstein was a character until <laughs> the last five minutes. I'm like, oh, Albert is Einstein. So I was very lost. Albert didn't invent the atomic bomb, right? It was Oppenheimer. But I thought Albert Einstein was like long dead before the atomic bomb was made. He was alive, allegedly. Oh, wow. <laughs> From the movie. And listen, I'm a history buff. I, it's my minor yeah. I was dumbfounded the entire time. I'm like, this was dragged on for too long. <laughs> but on Letterboxd, it has what? A 4.2, 4.3 star rating. It's because everyone's pretending to be intelligent. Like they love a political drama. They love the uh, period piece of the nuclear bomb. You don't care. Right. Come you on. don't even know who Oppenheimer was before this movie came out. So why are we starting to act like we're all intellects here? Thank you. I couldn't. We're not. <laughs> I couldn't because I didn't even know who he was before, and I'm a history person, so it was a no for me, and I will never be watching that again. I one time watched. Did they have accents in that movie? Because if they have accents, it's even harder to distinguish them. Because a lot of white people just do look alike. I get confused it's for true. other like people think I'm Ty the crazy guy on TikTok, or I'm all these other people like. People think I'm other people yeah, all the time because I'm I have Asher. the most. Yeah, <laughs> dead serious. People think I'm Asher. It's. I saw your post the other day, and Loki. I was like, "Wait, they are giving twins." <laughs> it, it's. I don't blame them. Yeah. We do look uncannily similar. Yeah, and like the personalities are just both there. You guys are Perhaps. giving like soulmates, friends <laughs> in that kind of way. Yes, definitely platonic. Oh, I mean, for now. But you never know. <laughs> Be for real. No, but one time I watched a movie. It was called like Sherlock Holmes or something. And so that's about like solving a mystery. But right. And the whole time they had accents so thick, I could not understand them. Oh. And everyone looked alike because it was all these 
whiteys oh my god look at that guy in the window he's staring at us so hard oh my god he's kind of cute <laughs> he looks like he can be an oppenheimer but it was <laughs> he all these does. right if i saw oppenheimer walking down the street i wouldn't know a thing i would think it's him but i was watching the sherlock holmes and everyone looks alike because there's these english mutts like these mm. european mutts they all just look the same and by the end when they revealed the killer who like Sherlock found, I did not register his presence in the film one time before that. Yeah. But the whole theater was like, oh, it's him. And I was like, where was he the whole time? That is precisely how I felt during Oppenheimer because they're supposed to be these key characters and they're referring <laughs> to him by a name. And I'm like, is Clark. No, right. Sometimes I cannot uh, comprehend the movies I'm watching. I can't, I'm really inept when it comes to film literacy. Yeah. I need a book so that I can flip back i get my little tabs yeah i flip back to the introduction of that character so i know who we're talking about yeah and i need it to be in slow motion so, yeah some movies i need to be in slow motion yeah but that movie was three hours and i could not sit there for an extra minute no i would so. just want the atomic bomb to drop on me if i had to watch that i'd be like <laughs> just end it <laughs> um my least favorite movie of the year i honestly did not even choose one I enjoyed all the, the movies I saw this year. And I feel like, I mean, I don't know. I only go to the movies if I'm so sure I'm going to like it. Yeah. But I'm what, not a big film buff either. What was your least favorite song this year? Mm. I didn't love Flowers. And mm. I think that was because it was so overplayed on TikTok specifically that yeah. I just, I couldn't. But I do like the album. Jaded, I really oh. liked. Oh, wow. You didn't like it? I feel like all anyone paid attention to was Flowers. Yeah. Like, no one listened to any other song on that album. I like Jaded. That was my standout on the album for me. Oh, okay, but I did not love Flowers. I loved River so much. It was actually in my Spotify rap. River. River so was fucking good. good. Cuntiest song. Like, cuntification. She served. Like, she was squirting during that. <laughs> That song was great. Yeah. River was amazing. Yeah. I didn't really like Flowers either. It came out on January 1st, 2023. So it's like the January song of the 1st? year. Yeah. She was teasing wow. it on her New Year's Eve special last year. So it was definitely primed to be the hit of 2023. And she got what she wanted. That's actually true. I yeah. definitely see the appeal to it. I just... No, same. It was overplayed to the max. And any song that's overplayed to that level you're bound to eventually dislike. Yeah, and I feel like we've, like the first time I heard it, I was like, okay, this is good. I could see it being a hit for the masses, but I just feel like we've heard too many songs like, I can love myself, I love myself, I don't need you. Like, let's get back to desperately clinging to someone. Yeah, bring back, the, <laughs> bring back toxicity 2024. Yeah, anxious attachment syndrome is in. <laughs> when I'm like, I can love myself better, that's not the vibe right now. No, and it's never the vibe. So I didn't really like it. My least favorite song of the year was Karma Taylor Swift featuring Ice Spice. <laughs> the Grammy Academy doesn't agree, though, because it got a nomination. Rightfully so. Oh, you liked it. I I do like the original song. Okay. Better. Oh, I love the original song. However, I like the I like Ice Spice's edition. It's its separate entity that I do like. That picture of them holding hands on top of the mountain in that song with Ice Spice, like, badonk, and oh, Taylor Swift, like, 
juxtaposition. I was like, what are they trying to sell us with this song? I don't get it. It seemed like it was being shoved down our throat and I didn't. And like, it was shoved I down my throat. I feel like there was some ulterior motive going on with that song and it just seems so unnatural to me. So that's why I didn't like it. I thought it was fun. I liked it. I liked the music video too. Oh yeah. Um, I think that it has its spot in history and I'll never forget it. Okay, fair. Yeah, it will It will definitely have a spot in history, maybe in infamy. But you know what? We'll see if it wins the Grammy. I could see them up there together. They're sisters. On so. the lowest of keys, it might win. There's Honestly, a likelihood yeah. for sure. Oh, for sure. I mean, Ice Spice and Taylor. They both ran 2020. They're Grammy darlings, so no, for sure. Okay, let, what was your least favorite scandal? Of 2023, something that you were so mad that happened. Something mad that happened? Yeah, you just didn't like this scandal. You wish it never happened. Wish people would never talk about it. I was... Made you the most mad. Honestly, the whole Selena Gomez, Hailey Bieber thing. Mm -hmm. I was so over it. I'm like, oh my gosh, can we go to the next <laughs> scandal? Yeah, next I please. Can't... Swipe left on the scandal. <laughs> unsubscribing from the drama i it's it was just so trivial to me yeah and i can't remember if that was before i think it was before scandaval yes i think it was slightly before so thank god scandaval came in and swept it off its legs tom sandoval actually did a lot of good with that can for we bravo. talk about it yeah for bravo absolutely people we both went to BravoCon. Sandoval, 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 oh, yeah. where is he? He was loving the fame. He's probably the most famous person there. Yeah. And he also made Ariana a millionaire. Uh, Maybe not a million, but she's definitely close with all the endorsements she's getting. It's crazy. I think she's also doing well beforehand, though, Ariana. I guess that's I true. I love Ariana. Oh, me too. I think she's fierce. I think she's a darling. I feel bad for her. I Still. do. That... I being cheated on after what nine years together yeah oh my gosh the most sinister part was that they just made embryos like no. you you let yourself fertilize her eggs in that freezer just to go cheat on her with some dim-witted best friend of hers a co-star too yeah jail raquel has like the worst mental health of anyone i've ever seen watching season <laughs> 10 of vanderpump rules i'm like this girl is so she doesn't even know how like lost she is. I feel bad for her. So I, I hope she's healing wherever she is. Also, she's way younger than the rest of the cast because mm. the rest of the cast is in their mid to late 30s. Correct mm. me if I'm wrong. I have no idea. I think she's in her mid 20s, mm. which is a weird person to throw into a mix of 30 yeah. people in their 30s. She had the mentality of like a teenage girl who just needs a man though like needs a boyfriend she's gonna go to tom schwartz and then tom sandoval she's toxic rate the drama so you're a big reality tv fan right the drama of vanderpump rules rate it from one to ten on how adequate the drama was in terms of reality tv cuntness i would say an eight it wasn't the most groundbreaking mm -hmm. scandal i've ever seen but i agree it had a lot of clues a lot of facets to it a lot of avenues to go down and look back True. at would you rather live happily ever after and have your boyfriend of 10 years not cheat on you or get cheated on and make a lot of money and become really famous oh i'm always about a bag yeah. so <laughs> honestly if i was in a relationship with 
Sandoval, I'd want to be cheated on. Me too. Sandoval could cheat on me. That worm with the mustache. You no. didn't want to have kids with. Did 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 you want to have kids with him anyway? I've never seen the appeal personally. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's it's a double whammy. Yeah. For I me, think, I think I definitely I think I liked that drama. That was maybe one of my favorite fun. scandals of 2023. It was fun to look at. Probably not fun for those involved, but it was fun on the outside looking in. For sure. And thank God we started talking about that because I needed just something to divert from the Selena drama. Like, I don't want to talk about her anymore. <laughs> I don't like to talk about it either. <laughs> no. Okay, good. We're, because... we're going to leave that in the past. And we don't want to rerun Selena and Haley. Stop. Don't ever bring this up ever again. Please. Because I like to see Selena in the media in a positive light. Mm, I mean, she's that's hard for her to do. She definitely stops herself there. I think single soon was cute. It was cute if you were fresh off of Nickelodeon and your name mm. is Victoria Justice in 2011. But I don't think it was that cute. Are these the type of cameras that have to stop and start? No, 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 you're fine. I'm just checking the log. Okay, because that was happening at the other studio, which it was like totally fine, but the editing, it just added like a whole layer. So I was like, okay. No, I'm just Oh, oh, I see. I see. Yeah, mine always does that. These tripods are not made like to perfection ever. So, okay, slay. My least favorite scandal of the whole year that pissed me off that I never want anyone to ever talk about ever again, and maybe ruined my 2023, was Ariana Grande slander. Her getting the homewrecker accusations, oh. the Ethan Slater of it all. She's a homewrecker. She's a slut. Death threats filling up semi trucks. I just hated the whole discourse around her as if she was just a topic for fodder when it came to her body or her mental state and then her divorce, getting with someone else. It pissed me off. How did you feel about it? I agree with you because I don't like how she gets more of the hate for being the homewrecker. Yeah. When he was the one that left his pregnant wife Mm -hmm. for her. And I stand by this because I've had this discussion a lot with other Bravo fans. Oh, okay. In context of Scandaval. Mm. In my personal opinion, the cheater deserves 75 to 80% of totally. the hate. Totally. And then the home wrecker deserves maybe 20 to 50 per 20, sorry, 20 to 25%. Yeah. Because Someone made the conscious effort to leave their union mm-hmm. and go sleep with someone else. I, totally. It just boggles my mind that Raquel got most of the flack, which she was wrong in certain points, absolutely, and was wrong to do that to her best friend. Totally. But for her to get more of the hate compared to Sandoval was crazy to me, and it needs to stop. Oh, totally. People can say these home wreckers come in like Miley Cyrus on a wrecking ball and totally demolish the home. But if the home was already on shaking ground and just staying up right. by plywood, there wasn't much of a home left to wreck. Exactly. There was no home left to wreck. <laughs> <laughs> so, Like, I can't believe just the sheer magnitude of Raquel's hate. Which is deserved for the most part, but Scandaval deserved (laughs) three times the amount of it. Yes, I think we should spend, if we get an hour to cyberbully every day, which a lot of people who are chronically online (laughs) seem to have an hour. Some people have eight hours. (laughs) Yes, people definitely pencil in some cyberbullying every day. If we have an hour to cyberbully every day, um, we should be cyberbullying the cheater, 
for 50 minutes and cyberbullying the homewrecker for 10 minutes. Exactly. 83% for the home for the cheater. No, I agree with that though, because at the end of the day, your vows are your vows. You're the one making that. This third party who's coming in, who knows what their belief system is? They might not right. believe in the constitution of marriage or the concept of being with one person forever. They don't believe in monogamy. So to them, it's not a big deal wrecking what you have, but you're the person who made the commitment. So right. it's all on you. And not to defend Raquel, because mm -hmm. Raquel was friends with Ariana. Best friends at that. So Do you she, think Ariana Grande deserved the tad of cyberbullying? Do you think she really did do what Lily J said? Lily J's Ethan's ex-wife. I don't know the specifics of that situation. Mm. So, so I Lily don't think J, she deserves home wrecking allegations. Me either. I love Ariana. Yeah. And I think Ariana Grande is so emotionally intelligent. Like you hear her mm. songs, you hear how she She's a cancer, so she cries at the drop of a hat. I don't see her being able to destroy a relationship that is very strong and already going. In my mind, what seems to be the narrative is that Ethan and Lily J were already broken up, already done. And I'm sorry, but if Ethan wants to jump ship when his relationship is already the Titanic and go with Ariana Grande, what's she's Ariana Grande. If she's right the, there. If that's the case, then what's the issue? Yeah. If both of them are consenting mm -hmm. to join a relationship then yeah it I seems like he said the relationship was already done and sorry if Ariana Grande wants to take your man she's going to and if she took my man I would accept the loss right I'm not trying just, to fight yeah and just call it a day because my ex-man <laughs> would have won <laughs> no exactly <laughs> one other scandal I really really hated this year these are my other least favorite moments of 2023 I just want to run through worst moments of the year Made me mad. Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner divorce. That was sad. Yeah, the way Joe almost like sociopathically turned on his wife in the media and just dogged the shit out of her for all of us to watch was very sad. Yeah, that was tough. And I met him. <gasps> oh my God. About a month before that happened. <gasps> oh my God. Did you see the evil look in his eye? I. <laughs> Honestly, I don't even, I don't know the affairs of the Jonas Brothers all that much. <laughs> I just like their hits. Um, yeah. But they were nice. They were all very nice, including... Kevin. Kevin, was it? Okay. <laughs> you were like Sorry. the one that everyone forgets. <laughs> no, wait, who's the one? Joe. was. Joe, Nick, and Kevin. Joe was the one that divorced Sophie. Yes. They were yes. all nice. Okay. They're all very nice. Good, good. Nick is the hottest though, right? I think so. Yeah. I, I hope think so. I, I, I know Nick is straight, but I just know it's big. So I want to see it. I would <laughs> like to see it. Photos of Nick definitely helped me realize I was gay. Really? Mm-hmm. I love that. I can picture his GQ photo shoot in the underwear right now. It was great. Anyway, <laughs> one of my other least favorite moments of the year, something I think we should leave in 2023 is the eerie concept that so many of our favorite celebrities are becoming billionaires because mm. they're making these cash grab businesses and capitalizing on their massive fan bases to hoard wealth. Of course they're going to. Yeah. And I feel like it's this hack that for some reason celebrities didn't realize until now they are some of the most powerful people in the world because they lead these nations of fan bases like Rihanna has the Navy, Taylor has the Swifties, Selena Gomez has the Selenators. Of course, why didn't they think of it before? They could start a business and they have 
the biggest consumer base of all time. Right. I honestly don't blame them for it, to be yeah. honest. And a lot of the time, they're good with their wealth. I think a lot of they people... They share the wealth. Do you think Taylor Swift is potentially the first ethical billionaire we have? Because she made her billions off of purely music. Where Selena and Rihanna, some would argue make their billions off of exploiting others because they need to um, have workers and employees. and. But who's making the, t- the Taylor vinyls? Yeah. And the merch. So yeah. I don't know if there's such thing as an ethical billionaire. Am I saying that Taylor's a bad person? No. No. She might just be oblivious to it. Which I, know. I... Why be oblivious to it at that point when you're so easily allowed to make money? Like that's the money-making mindset people don't really care who's in harm's way as long as they're making their bag i know and i feel like taylor she's in the time article they were like taylor is taking this exponential rise and this unprecedented like um tyranny to world domination to these levels that we've never really seen before and people are like when is the rise going to stop when is it going to end i don't think taylor really knows how powerful she is like of course she's the most famous person in the whole world but i don't see it stopping anytime soon i don't see it either because she's has this huge base now of people that are not going to leave her yeah so when you have that as your foundation you're never going to go down from there i know and it's actually so scary because she's been through it all she's been through the trenches she's been canceled and it's almost seen as misogynistic and a little socially um, like ostracizing if you do hate Taylor Swift. No one's allowed to really dislike her anymore. So oh, I, see... I go into people who hate Taylor because why? Totally. Totally. What is the reason? Totally. I think that's completely right. It's giving hateration, uh, projection, misogyny, hate, uh, insecurity when people yeah. don't like Taylor. That's my opinion. And when people say they try to discredit her arts, she's a genius. She's a she's a lyrical musical genius she's the michael jackson of our time (laughs) absolutely (laughs) so you heard that here in theory though like i feel like she thinks 2023 is her peak no but i think it's only gonna get bigger and bigger it's only up from here and her power scares me a little bit because she is so powerful she can make billions upon billions she could with the power she wields she is looking at a future of celebrity that is previously unprecedented like she's changing the rules about how famous someone can get she's breaking the glass ceiling so her trajectory just is intimidating what do you think could happen i don't know i guess can one person have all this power like should there be checks and balances she can just make tens of billions of dollars so i guess i'm just excited and curious to see where she'll go from here i'm really excited to see where it all goes i mean I know. Because, like, was 2023 the year of Taylor, or is this just the beginning of her world domination era? I hope it's only the beginning. I know, right? I, I think a mind. world dominated by Taylor would make a better world. No, that's true. I was looking at this article the other day, and it was explaining why everyone loves Taylor Swift. And I loved it. It was this whole theory about why everyone loves Taylor. And the article said that Taylor Swift represents a celebration of human emotion. Yeah, that's a good way to put it, actually. Like, that's why everyone loves her so much. And I couldn't really put my finger on it before. Like, why Taylor, out of all the pop stars, do we fall in love with her and fawn over her like this? And it's because her autobiographical music and overly uh, personal 
dialogue that she shares with us. And some may say she's dramatic. You know, All Too Well is a 10-minute oh, song about a three-month relationship that she tells us every single detail of. But I think in that beautiful sharing of her human emotion, it allows all of her fans to feel validated in our human emotion. I agree. Yeah. Because as a pop star, she is goes through a situation, goes to her notebook, writes it down. Yeah. And then turns that into a song, mm -hmm. which is the realest you can get. Maybe she has, you know, Jack Antonoff, Aaron Desner helping with a lyric or whatever. Yes. I don't know the, I don't know the songwriting process of her. Cause yes. she's very secret. She's quite secretive about it. Of course. But other artists are writing that in a room with someone else and mm -hmm. they're, that other songwriter is coming in and influencing the story too. Yeah. So when Taylor's writing it, it's very authentic and it's straight from her heart. Yeah. And I, I just think cause it's straight from her heart. We don't get as personal music from anyone else. And I think exactly. that's why she stands out. She said in her 2020 documentary, Miss Americana, she was like, I know why all the pop stars are here. We all have something unique that we offer. And I know I wouldn't be here if I didn't write my own songs. Right. Because she gets like her number one selling point. Above everything about Taylor, her number one selling point is making us feel validated in our emotions. And that is why she's so famous. Absolutely. There's a song for every yeah. feeling. Especially in a world that tries to like tell, I think w women especially, that they're overdramatic, that they can't feel like this that they can't express their emotions, they're crazy, they're overly emotional. And that's kind of how the patriarchy has tried to suppress women for a long time. Like, women can't be leaders, they can't vote because they're overly emotional, they make bad decisions. And I think Taylor, like, validating that everyone, especially women, are allowed to have these emotions is just why she's such an icon. Absolutely, and we love her for it. But yeah, I think something I want to see in 2024 is... I want another stadium tour. From Taylor? No, from anyone. Because Taylor and Beyonce, they brought us together so much. I think those two tours, Eras and Renaissance, were two of my top 10 moments of last year. Really? Personally. Like, I, even in my personal life, because I just had so much fun going. I am so upset that I didn't get to go to the Renaissance tour. And I have not been to the Eras tour either. Oh, you haven't? So, no. Oh Damn. I... I'm missing out. Did you follow it like a sport though? Like you were looking Aristor? at the surprise songs every night. Oh yeah. Yeah. I have the Swift alert app. <laughs> it sends me notification. <laughs> Taylor is at her Evermore era. <laughs> today's surprise song is today is a fairy tale. Today was a fairy or today was a fairy tale. Why there was just a up? slight change in the outfits. <laughs> and I'm going straight to Twitter to see what the slight change is. And right? I send it to my friends and I go, oh, this is cute. <laughs> right? We exchange our opinions. I am <laughs> Taylor Swift fanatic. I know. It's so fun to follow her. Like some fantasy sport. Just what is the Eras right? tour doing every night? So I want a new tour. Who do you think, who, who do you want to serve us the tour of the year next year? Who do you think has that potential to be a tour that you would follow next year? This comes from bias. I don't know. I would love to see Olivia Rodrigo do something. Oh, hell yeah. I think she is iconic. And I think that, I don't know, I love her. Fuck yeah. And she has the fan base. She does. I, I would follow that tour on Twitter like a sport. Oh, I would too. Because she sold out her tour. It's, a, it's not stadium. It's arena tour. Yeah. 
I think she could do a stadium, to be honest. No, I think so, too. I think people underestimate her. Oh, yeah. She, in Toronto, her tour date it went gone out. like that. I know. I wasn't, I got whiplash even trying to buy tickets for her. I didn't get any. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't, didn't get any either. Oh, shit. Because I fell in love with Guts after the dates or whatever. Yeah. I love Guts so much. Guts was phenomenal. We spoke about this on our drive the other day. Yeah. It is just... Such a great album, and it's so real. Hell yeah. Those feelings are so valid. So real. The, I'm planning out my wedding with some guy I'll never marry. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> that is so real. I know. The song just really wraps up what it's like to be unrelentlessly upset about existing as a young person. Exactly. Yeah, just existential dread in a song. I love Ballad of a Homeschooled Girl. Oh my gosh. Every, Every guy I like is gay. Yes. She's oh real for that. God. I love that lyric. Because on the flip side, I'm like, every guy I like is straight. <laughs> It's a real valid. Well, yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I love the lyric every time I walk outside, it's social suicide. Me. I'm like, I know. <laughs> every social situation, I say something and it just makes me look a fool. So thank you for encapsulating that because I walk around with my foot in my mouth. I know. But not in the hot way. Yeah, in the worst way possible. <laughs> I love a foot in the mouth moment, but... <sighs> It happens multiple times a day for me. <laughs> yeah, I love her so much. Someone I want to bring the world together with a tour next year is Ariana Grande. Oh, yes. I would be there. She's coming out with an album very, very soon. I'm really excited for that. Do you think she could do a stadium? Yes. I know, right? She has six solid eras. I know. She could do an eras tour. I think so, too. And they all do have a different vibe. Like, from yours truly, that was such a different vibe to, like, what Dangerous Woman was, to what Sweetener was, to what Positions was. Oh, yeah. She could totally do that. I would be there. Are you, are you like, really familiar with her catalog? I'm familiar with Dangerous Woman on. Okay. Yeah. Honestly, that's a lot of the highlights. Um, What do you, what do you want from the new album? Do you want Papiana? Do you want R&B-iana? Do you want trappy on it? Like, do you want something like Seven Rings or do you want something like Break Free or Positions? I want a sweetener too. Yeah. I'm a sweetener person through and through. I love sweetener. Something that sounds like Good Night and Go in an yes. album or yes. every time. I like that too. It's, I feel like sweetener was her slightly more toned down, cathartic. Like she was yes. really going there with the emotions. Yeah. Obviously because she just went through so much, but I love that it was very like warm to the to the ears like it, it wasn't doing too much very ethereal yes very airy very heavenly yes oh my god is the word to describe it we all remember where we were when she dropped that first teaser which had the the angel raindrop yes raindrop yeah raindrops I, yeah um the start of the no to cry music video an angel cried yes oh my gosh i fell to my knees that yeah just sound encapsulates the whole era and it is such a great era i know the way she came back and gave us that much of a serve that was one of the best pop comebacks of all oh. time the music video the budget was massive like she knew she was transitioning into superstar territory oh with that my gosh. and she served it to us that era just i will never forget that era when so good sweetener the best word to describe it is what you said it's a heavenly album heavenly that's what i want from her again i want overly layered vocals I want the chorus of the choir and sound of it all. Yes. That'd be fierce. It is perfection. Did you get tickets to the Pink Friday 2 tour? Because Nikki's no. someone who could bring us together too. 
I would have loved to. I didn't even know that the tickets were on sale yet. Mm, they are. Dang I it. know. I missed it so fast. <laughs> All the bars bought went. them. Oh, hell yeah. Same. She's going to drop more dates. So. Okay, good to know. I hope she has a Toronto night again. Oh, I know. I feel like Nikki's just in her mood right now. I love Nicki Minaj. She got her tummy tucked, her titties reduced. Oh, she did? She's looking good. Queen. Which brings us to my next game I want to play with you. Okay, I'm excited. It's called Take It or Leave It. So you either have to take it to 2024 or leave it behind. But these are very big trends that happened this year. Okay, I'm excited for this. Cause okay. Okay, so... I feel like one of the biggest trends this year was Ozempic. Celebrities being skinny. And I actually think in 2024, we're going to maybe never see a plus size celebrity again because doctors are calling this the biggest advancement in um, the weight. history? (laughs) Maybe. They're like, why cure cancer when we can cure being being plus size? So, Mm. no, I'm just kidding. I might cut that out. But... (laughs) 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 Sometimes I say some things and I'm like... Reel it back in. But um, <laughs> not the biggest advancement in human history. Maybe the <laughs> biggest advancement in the weight loss industry, which is a billion-dollar industry for sure. So do you think you would like to see all these skinny, skinny, skinny celebrities next year on Ozempic? Listen, I am a strong believer that people should do whatever they want with their body. Period. So to each their own, we can take it into 2024. I that agree. is not my prerogative if someone wants to be on Ozempic. Period. That is not my business. So personally, I wouldn't do it. But then again, it's for me to lose weight, it's easy. Mm. I just have to build the self-discipline. Totally. But for some people, such as PCOS people. What does that mean? It's a disease oh. or it's an illness that affects some women that it's hard for them to lose weight oh oh i stand in solidarity with the pcos community yeah a lot of them have difficulty (laughs) losing weight so i mean and some of them need to i don't know i just know someone who needed to go on ozempic because she literally could not lose weight yeah and everyone has their situations Building up that self-discipline is not easy. It is not easy. The demon inside me that just wants to eat at all hours of the day, my appetite is bigger than Godzilla. Oh, yeah, me too. So I think Ozempic is actually a good thing, and I will take it into 2024. I will too, I think. I think the like overly skinny trend I don't love. Mm, People, I don't need the mid-2000s trend coming back of being bone thin, but Ozempic for weight management for people who do have predispositions to be plus size i think it's a great thing i think to each their own yeah i think if anyone's gonna stand in the way of what someone wants to do with their body that's an issue but also i feel like we need to not normalize being skinny for sure that needs to not be the default totally what i do think is interesting is that once these celebrities did get their hands on something that could make them skinny they took it like isn't that weird that people were all body positivity body positivity but now the second they have the option to easily become skinny without any hurdles or really strong pushback of self-discipline and anything else that could stop you from losing weight. They just take the opportunity. They do. I definitely keep my eye on that. I'm like, Hmm. It's interesting. Eyebrow here and there. Yeah. Right. Like, were you really body positive the whole time or was it just a little tough for you? Cause Mm. you seem to take that Ozempic prescription very quickly. Mm. Oprah just admitted she's on an Ozempic like drug. Yeah. She looks good. She looks great. And she is someone who I feel like is like me, like struggles with maintaining weight. So 
I think I struggle too. For sure. So I think when you are a person with a big appetite, Ozempic is a godsend. Yeah. And if if Oprah wants to do that, good for her. Personally, I would never take Ozempic because I just like to lift weights. I'm in my bodybuilder era, so Love. I can't have my appetite suppressed and have to like throw up after I eat because I need to eat a lot. Yeah, I don't think I could do it at no. all. I think, well, as I said, I just need to build the self-discipline for three weeks. And then once I have that built, yeah. it's smooth sailing for that. That's how I lost all my weight. Mm. was through self-discipline and just sticking to a diet and it shed really quick yeah that's the way to do it just a tiny calorie deficit that you just stick to for a while oprah was like i didn't want to go through the self-discipline of it all though i didn't want to take the hard route and you don't have to take the hard route and i think it's true and i think it's kind of cool that you can choose not to do that but it's definitely not for everyone yeah another thing take it or leave it one of the biggest trends the rise of AI. Do you feel safe with AI? Do you um, want to leave it? Should there be laws against it? I don't really care about AI, to be honest. I mean, some people are like, I'm going to make, someone's going to make a deep fake of me and, and I'm they're like, going to get me to say something that could get me in jail or fake a phone call to my mom being like, mom, I need you to send me money right I've now. I've heard that. And my yeah. family's made a passcode. Oh, a verbal no passcode to bypass that. Whoa. So there's ways around it. Maybe that sounds ignorant to those who've already lost their jobs due to it or whatever. Mm. But I think AI will never be able to replicate an authentic human experience. Totally. And I'm not worried about it because admittedly, I've gone to ChatGPT and go and try to get content ideas and try to yeah. pick at specific tiny little observations of things. AI can't do that the way a human like me can. Totally. So. Especially you're a comedian. AI is not going to be that funny. No, because it doesn't have a pulse on. Yeah. Comedy. Maybe in like 10 years or something. Maybe. It will be able to do that. But I like AI. I like that it makes certain things easier. I agree. It bypasses a lot of arduous tasks. It's. Yeah. I feel like the next advancement, like in the 1950s when people got a dishwasher Oh, yeah. (laughs) And they suddenly had free time. Like, AI will give us some free time. Exactly. I mean, isn't that the goal of humanity to make things easier? Totally. Sometimes I think it goes too far. Like those little (laughs) robots going up and down the street. With That's too much for me. That bothers me. No, I love it. I have one that I'm in a committed relationship with. Her name is Esther. She brings me my food all the time. I don't like it. Wow. I love it. I don't like it. They they don't have good manners, though. Those they robots, they will, like, charge you down on the street. They will bulldoze no. you down. You have to get out of the way when Esther is coming through with that hot Chipotle in her. Oh, <laughs> I do love it, though. But I think the point of the human race is to, well, in my perfect world, least amount of work as possible. Right. Most amount of fun and free time. That's right. all I'm here for. And if it's making people's lives easier... All the power to them. I just, I haven't found a use for it yet in my life. I've yet to use it. I will not use it on school or anything. <laughs> oh, I would have. If because I if I was still in school during that, write my paper, answer this question. People are getting I in been trouble cheating, for cheating, it. Cheating, cheating. Someone got in trouble in my anthro class about it. Oh, no way. She sent an email to the whole class. It was like, we, f- we detect a lot of AI um, in our submissions. How could they even tell? Did they make the AI do that test that's like, prove you're not a robot by completing the puzzle? I don't know, but I think everyone put the same 
prompt into it and it all gave them the same answers. Oh, that's right. And lame. then also, allegedly, they ha- AI uses a certain sen- sentence structure and a lot of run-on sentences with three <sighs> clauses. That's what I've heard. Oh, my God. So there's telltale signs of AI use. I wasn't one of them. Damn, ChatGPT is sloppy. But, it is sloppy. It but they really will is. like threaten to kick you out of college if you oh, if they yeah. find you cheating. Which honestly, I get that. I mean, I think it's a little dramatic. Like these these professionals in their jobs, they're cheating all the time. Well, you know, life I is guess. a way of figuring out how to cheat as much as you possibly can to get to. But the when end you goal. cut corners all the time, I feel like you don't grow. <laughs> That's true. Like I feel like I benefit a lot from writing an essay manually. Oh, uh, writing essays would tire me out. I actually like, okay, I don't like writing essays, but I do like writing. I love learning a new word. Yeah. Learning a new new word word is fun. It's like unlocking some whole new way to speak. Right? It's it's great. There's thousands of words in the dictionary. Why are we using the same 200? Come on That's so true. One time I was going to pull, who's the guy who wrote the whole dictionary while he was in jail? Was that Malcolm X? Was it? I was going to pull a, a, a Malcolm X and learn every word in the dictionary. I, I kind of want to do that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. Who's Malcolm X? I think X? Malcolm X is a civil rights activist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. So next question, things we should bring into... 2023 or leave it live action remakes next no i'm not i am so (laughs) abundantly sick and tired of these remakes comes across as lazy to me comes across as redundant how Mm. about we allocate that budget to a new story that we don't know of yet where's the creativity right why don't we let someone else into our lives exactly i don't need a cinderella retelling not even retelling remake yeah no i I get what you mean i do kind of love a live action though like the little mermaid seeing that played out in live form was so cool i haven't seen it oh my god it's so good but it looked good it was a serve and a half was it except flounder who played he was really scary because flounder is this cute little fish the yellow one yeah in the animation but in real life he was just a fish and he looked nasty Um, a really young boy who was in bad, one other movie called like Bad Boys or something. Oh. he No, he's cute. But by the time the movie came out, he went through puberty. So like he no longer sounded like Flounder. Oh. And it was like so funny. I also loved seeing Li- The Lion King in live action. That was so cute. Like seeing the lions fight. I love that. Why have I, why did that literally escape my brain by something that happened yeah right <laughs> whoa it like who started scared that scared you like seeing scar die i don't know i don't know what the first live action was but i don't know i kind of like them i want to see more no it's a next for me it's a we can leave that in 2023 what if they made up live action no I like don't with the with, with the balloons on the house Oh, I really don't need that. That would be so cute. The original's there. I guess so. I really, really don't see the point of it. What about Incredibles live action? So fun. That'd be a bop. I don't know how they would get the baby to do that. To be Jack or whatever his name is. Okay, let's talk about slang words. Oh, There was one slang word in 2023 that really haunted me. Riz? 
Oh, was that one that haunted you? No, that's just the slang word of the year. It was the er, the yeah. dictionary word of the year or whatever. Oh, it was? Yeah. Riz? Okay, it definitely was a new addition to our general vocabulary as Gen Zs. <laughs> I, I don't, I guess I don't mind Riz. I don't mind it. I don't use it, but me either. I I think I think it's gonna sneak up on me though. It's gonna be one of those words that I start using ironically, and then it's Ooh, gonna become unironic. I have a lot of those. Mm-hmm. Like what? Jail. Jail. Or like <laughs> per. Per. I oh my. I say per. That's. I'm sure I've texted you per. Oh, That's, me too. Per is my okay. Yeah, me too. Or slay, yeah. or love, 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 love. Lol. Love that. Oh, love I, that for LOL's you. Lol is a real issue for me because. I will say LOL when I'm too energy deprived to laugh. Oh, totally. In You're like, life. in my mind, I'm LOLing. Yeah. But do you know what's even crazier than LOL? One of the worst languages of this year that is so, like, it's such a ridiculous acronym. Idgebowl. Idgebowl is my thing. <laughs> is it really? I love Idgebowl. When I think of Idgebowling, first of all, I think of, <laughs> of, of Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris. <laughs> Now we're ish bowling. She's yeah. See, now I'm ish bowling. What is ish bowl? I just burst out laughing. Oh, it's burst. I don't know. I just could be both. When people would respond ish bowl to me, I'd be like, "What the fuck?" Speak English. Did you see on Twitter? The reason it became a meme is because someone was misusing it. Someone was like, "This ish bowl just came into my comment." No, literally, it sounds like a slur. Like, don't call me an ball. <laughs> and someone pulled up, like, they looked up that person's username and then ball, and then just mm-hmm. pulled up the, all the tweets of this person mis- misusing it. <laughs> this ball at work just... This ball at like, work. Like, I think that's why I like it so much. No, because it's always used in, like, some, like, passive-aggressive context. It is. So sometimes I think, like, when people say ball to me, it's a bad thing. It kind of is a condescending thing. It'll be like... Um, Sabrina Carpenter sneaks into the top 100 billboard and then so- someone in the caution- someone in the um, replies would be like Cruel Summer still in the top 10 itch bowl <laughs> I know right? <laughs> like it's condescending it's like when people use lol passive aggressively it's lol on steroids it is itch bowl it's a whole new monster that we have it's to deal really with it's really condescending and I use it a lot so let's just leave it into 2023. No, I think we should take it in because I love the whole itch bowl okay. situation, the whole itch bolitis. The itch bowl of it all. Oh, did you see the tweet? It's like me when Gag City beats Idbolia <laughs> in basketball. <laughs> what does that even mean? In basketball, imagine explaining that sentence to someone who's I know. on Twitter. But I want to move me, to Idbolia. No, me, I want to move to Gag City and then go on frequent vacations to Idbolia. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. I'm so dumb. Dumb. <laughs> Dad, I saw this one photo of Katniss in The Hunger Games. Oh, my gosh. With <laughs> yeah. Rue? Yes. When they're both laying <laughs> and laughing in the scene where Rue dies. But since it's like a cut, like an outtake, they're laughing. And someone's like, me, when I lay in the itch bowl field. <laughs> the way that sentence took me 20 minutes to decode <laughs> because I didn't know what itch bowl was. You didn't know what itch bowl was at that time? That. You probably saw it on your feed, on your feed from me. Because like if there was a gun to my head and, and someone was like, explain what this means, <laughs> I would not be able to describe what laying in the itchball fields is. <laughs> there was the one where they took President Coin and photoshopped a smile onto her, and it was like, itchball today, itchball tomorrow, itchball forever. 
It is my I'm favorite so thing. Dead. We're taking that into 2024. Oh, okay, fine. Okay. Eight. That is easily being snuck into my pocket and brought over the border. Okay. I'm definitely going to start to like like weaponize it more. You need to. Next year. It's now powerful. that I have a grasp on it. It's powerful. Yeah. It really is. One word that, that's been weaponized against me that needs to stay in 2023 is the slang word zesty. I don't like that word. Mm-mm. It's homophobic. It's repackaged homophobia. <laughs> it's complete homophobia. No, that needs Nar. to go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that needs to go. <laughs> no, it needs to go. It um, does. <laughs> <laughs> like anytime I post a video on TikTok, everyone's like, "Damn, he's zesty as hell." Right? Are they be like, "Oh, I know, he's part of Skittle Mafia." <laughs> Whatever that means. Skittle Mafia. <laughs> Whatever that means. Itch bull. Literally itch bulling right now. <laughs> no, it's so true though. Like one time I did an ad for a certain brand, and you know when when you do an ad, they promote it to everyone. Oh, who that's where never... the, wor- the the floodgates to the hate. <laughs> that's where the cyberbullying. Like you just need to turn off your phone for a few days oh when your when your sponsored post gets gets a paid. Oh boost. my gosh! Because I did a ad for some brand i shouldn't just say but i had to like walk around town and ask people funny questions and they were like play a character who's like like uh kind of like dim-witted and funny so i was acting quite gay and everyone in the comments was like this zesty motherfucker like zesty zest says zest, zest like this is a zest fest zest fest they were like i'm unsubscribing from this this platform because of this zest fest and so, you know they're never unsubscribing to yeah they couldn't afford that. Right. <laughs> they couldn't afford that platform. <laughs> right. Let's so, be for real. But yeah, it definitely, the only people who say zesty, gay guys don't say zesty. No. We never say we that. We say fruit. Fruit? Fruity. Fruity. Fruity? Okay, work. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, we, yeah, I, I feel like when gay guys describe other guys who are gay, we just. Oh, yeah. Is he? That. Oh, yeah. Or like, is he fruity? <laughs> Do you say that? For everyone on the audio version i limped my wrist forward oh yes the, the kiss me more ding <laughs> oh yes 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 i definitely picture noah back doing that and really mm-hmm. i love noah Beck. there's like a viral video of him doing it to kiss me more but oh, yeah really? i hate zesty it's only the straight men who say that because they're they really want to get out that homophobia and say the f slur i would rather just people call me the f slur than zesty i agree it's I hate it. Because when you say, when you call me the F slur, there is repercussions back on you. Right. Because you just openly admitted you are a bigot. Right. So you do get pushed back. But when you say zesty, it's given them this pass where they can insult you and call you the F slur, but they get no pushback. Right. Because they could, it's a, uh, what's the word? Dog whistle. Mm-hmm. That on its own <laughs> doesn't look like a homophobic mm-hmm. comment, but with context you know that it's a when zesty first came out i was like oh they they think i'm fun and cute because it's like like zesty it's like flavor it's a spice and i was like oh i love them (laughs) but nope come to find out they're calling me an f slur yeah literally oh sorry i thought you were (laughs) trying to like communicate um something one other word i like is gooning gooning you're gonna have to look that one up it's quite inappropriate but i love it who let my goons out the house? Do you know that song? Can I look it up now? Yeah. Gooning is like, to my knowledge, when you're so turned on by someone that like all you can think about is them. Like it's, you're like, it's just like bitchly H word, but to the max. 
I'm gooning for them. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I love it though. I might be on the other side of Twitter. <laughs> oh, work. Yeah, yeah. That's that's my <laughs> my other Twitter account for sure. Let's talk about TikTok trends. There were some big TikTok trends Ooh. this year. What do you think was the worst of 2023 and the best of 2023? I'm gonna read some off. Girl Dinner, Roman Ooh. Empire, The Grimace Shake, Red Green Beige Flag. Any more that you can think of? What were your worst and best? I think the worst trend. <sighs> Don't even get me started. It roused me up. Oh my God, I'm excited. The damn filters with the games. Oh yeah. They think it's this high budget content that's so funny. No. It needs to be abolished yesterday. Yeah. The one with the Minecraft cart. Mm. And it's so annoying because I will sit there and watch it. Even <laughs> though it is nothing of substance. Yeah. It needs to go. I agree. Overuse I like of it. filters. Pardon? Overuse of filters. Overuse of filters. I like it when it can <clears throat> prompt an idea. Mm-hmm. But when the sole focus is you tapping to the beat of style mm. to not let the pins overlap, mm. enough. I agree. Enough. I am so sick and tired of it. TikTok is just pushing like the worst things right now. TikTok won't even let me use filters. I can't use any filters on really? TikTok. I text my TikTok rep and I'm like, hey, like I can't use filters. And he's like, oh, wow. That sucks. No. And then I'll like compare screens with someone who can use filters and like they have the like try this effect thing. Yeah. I, I can't. I don't have that wow. button. You don't have green screen? No, I do have green screen, but only because I pre-saved it. So if, oh. I, if I unsaved it, I would probably like never find it again. Oh my gosh, no way. Mm-hmm. Needs to go. These no, game trends. Do you like the TikTok shop? I don't have it in Canada. Oh, right, 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 right. Good for you. Oh my God. I'm, I need to escape the TikTok shop by going <laughs> to Canada. Okay. Next thing I want to talk about is this is a segment called Celebrity Stock Market. Ooh. And some people's stocks were up in 2023, some people's stocks were down in 2023. So here's who I think their stock plummeted in 2023 and then at the end of this i want you to tell me one of these four people you would invest in oh because you see their their stock going up again okay one day so people whose stocks are down right now matt rife oh he is down lizzo oh ariana grande oh ariana scudabra oh sorry oh ariana 100 percent. you think ariana's canceled um situation she has the most potential to get out of it Yes. I feel like it didn't go mega mainstream. I agree. Because It definitely stayed within the halls of Twitter for sure. Yes. It mainly stayed in the halls of Twitter. I did not see anything of it on TikTok. Mm. It wasn't a giant wide sweeping scandal. No, I agree. I'm actually surprised ABC News didn't pick up on it because they do have like the social corner or whatever the segment's called or like they they do pop culture stories a lot and they will bring up people's personal lives and drama all the time. They love talking about Taylor Swift and Medi-Healy and that stuff. So when they didn't talk about her, I was kind of pleasantly yeah. surprised. I feel like it's kind of in the <clears throat> background. Yeah. But I see... Oh, yeah. Ariana's not going anywhere anytime soon. And I am grateful for that. Would you invest in the stock of Lizzo? Or do you think yes. she's done? No, I will invest in the stock of Lizzo. I agree. I like Lizzo. Okay. Because allegedly, the scandal was counterfeit. Uh, yeah, I right? think it was. Was yeah. it? I don't know. Totally. I've heard that it was counterfeit. I think the scandal was like they burned the bridge with 
Lizzo privately. So in public, they were trying to take Lizzo down, take advantage and maybe like cash in because maybe they thought being with Lizzo would be their only opportunity for work, which definitely sucks. But I do think Lizzo redeemed herself when all of her background dancers presented her an award on stage and they were like, contrary to the other three dancers who filed a 37 page lawsuit against her, we all actually really like her. Oh, I didn't even see that. But yeah. She's in the clear then, I guess. Yeah, I think, I think she, she's not done at all. Me either. I think she's in the studio right now, cooking up something good, and she'll come back when the time is right. She'll rehash it in the music. Would you invest in the stock of Matt Reif, or do you think he's go, just going to go down more in 2024? I think he'll recover from this. Same. He, I saw people on their Snapchat story saying that they got tickets for his show. So Seriously? You know why? People because don't care. hot people at the end of the day are going to conquer. That's it. People love a hot person. I guess they get the, excused for everything. This the bar for comedy these days is just having a jaw implant. It's in hell. And you're 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 good. Are are you a Matt Rife fan in the comedy world? No. Would you 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 would invest in the stock of him? Damn. She would not, folks. Oh the amazing proctor here. Tatum, she is big in stand-up comedy. She's giving Matt Rife 15 minutes of fame, so she would not invest in his stock. Oh, yeah. I would do anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, yeah, I think Matt Rife will <clears throat> get through this, but it definitely will leave, like, a mark on his record. But at the end of the day, he's sexy. He has abs. People are so, like, hypnotized by hot people. It doesn't matter what they do. Oh, yeah. They, excuse, they get excused from everything. Do you think he's hot? Is he your type? No. <coughs> this is the whole booba kika thing. What? Like the people are either attracted to like booba or kika. Oh, okay. Like kika is chiseled. Oh. Um, wait, wait, wait. I love sharp. this. I might turn this into a clip. So this is a theory that we want to talk about as it pertains to Matt Rife and why you may or may not be attracted to him. What's the theory? It's called Booba or Kika. It's actually an anthropol anthropol anthropology. I never took that class. It's like a theory where you have two images. One is like a blurb, a mm. round blurb, and then the other is kind of explosive, sharp edges Okay. And people are saying label one is Booba, label one is Kika. Booba's the blurb. Yes. And Sounds Kika like is it. the sharp. Okay. It looks like the comic strip exclamation bubbles. So these sound like you're either attracted to people who are Booba or people who are Kika. Yes. And it's a real thing because people are either wow. attracted to sharp features. Yeah. I.e. sharp jawline. Yeah. Abs. Or people like Booba where it's more rounded and dad bods. Yes. Yeah. I think both can be attractive at certain times, but I think when it comes to a boyfriend of mine, I would be more attracted to Kika. Really? I'm the opposite. I love a steroided out guy. Mm. No, I don't need you to be like Mr. Olympian, but I do love some muscles. I don't know. I may be Booba Kika bisexual. I'm Booba. Yeah. 1000%. I think Booba is cute too. Yes. And it's a it's a real theory that has been translated onto TikTok. Wow. And it's a real thing. People are like, oh, are you either into Booba men or Kika men? Okay. It's a real thing. I feel like let's let's name us one celebrity who's Booba. Would Jason Momoa be Booba? 
No, it would be like. There's not much booba representation. I was about to say, where's the booba representation? The ideal celebrity male figure is going to be Kika with the chiseled jawline. Yeah. So that's going to be like Channing Tatum. Low key, when I was thinking of booba, I was like, Seth Rogen? (laughs) I don't know what he looks like. (laughs) He's one of the comedians. He's in Neighbors and stuff. But like Jack Jack Black, like that's a. Yeah. Sam Smith. Yes, he's Sam Booba. Smith identifies as a they them, of course, and we respect that. But yes. of course, assigned male at birth, Sam could definitely be an example of Booba. Yeah. I think Sam is hot. Oh, I do too. An example of Kika would be like Chris Hemsworth. Yes. Stare it out to the gods. Yes. Like Josh Hutcherson might be Booba. I can't really envision his I face. I actually was almost going to ask you that, but he does have, he just has a jaw on does him. Does he? I can't really picture him right now. He's like Jaws. He couldn't. Yeah. Break your arm off with that. I'm trying to think. I'm. Did you watch his movie, Five Nights at Freddy's? No. I heard it was one of the least good movies of the year. Was it? I'm not into that. I watched half of it and I turned it off. No. Yeah. It, it was like by myself at night though. I was like going to bed anyway, but I was like, oh, I can't watch this. It was bad for her. <clears throat> so some people whose stocks went up a lot this year, who I didn't expect them to have a meteoric rise with these new people. Tell me whose stock you would invest in more. Okay. Troy Sivan or Tay McRae? Who are you investing in more? Okay, you think her trajectory is higher? Tay McRae is going to the moon. Okay. Tay McRae is going insane right now. See, if I had to invest in either Troy Sivan or Tate McRae, I'd invest in Troy. I think Troy, he is bringing this new perspective on the gay experience to the mainstream that these previous uh gay male artist have not and i think people find him extremely charming i love troy Sivan. yeah and he he seems to have taken this risk with his music style it's a bit um like dancey euphoric it has almost like a house vibe to it it has I don't that know. 0000s european sound to it yes yes see i don't think house was the right word but he has a very european sound yeah and people love it he's unlocked the key to his success and i think he's gonna skyrocket i think he i think i just think tate mccray at this moment is more mainstream agreed i think if you ask the gay community troy would be more relevant yeah but in the context of mainstream in general with the general public i think tate mccray has a little bit of an edge okay t this would be fun if we could actually like invest in these people and like see you know how it goes That'd be fun to have a celebrity stock market like of the sort. Like a metric. Yeah, right? And you can like pull out stock if they get canceled. <laughs> so we're playing celebrity stock market. Who would you invest in more out of these two celebrities? Okay. Sabrina Carpenter or Madison Beer? We are investing more based on who you think is going to have a bigger trajectory rise in 2024. Sabrina Carpenter. Sabrina. I... Do you think that Sabrina Carpenter has a lot of potential? I really love Feather and Nonsense. So much fun. If she keeps going at it with those types of hits, I see a meteoric rise for her. Madison Beer, I feel like she has a lot of potential. She got her first Grammy nomination this year. Did she? Mm-hmm. For? Um, Silence Between Songs. The As Song of the Year? It was nominated for Best um, um, Immersive Album. That's a category. Oh. Best Immersive Album. Interesting. I mean, congrats <clears> to her. <throat> I love Madison Beer. <laughs> I really do love Madison Beer. Me too. I think she's a darling. She I'm, is a darling. I met her nice as can be. She's so nice. 
I really like her and I want to see her. Me too. Skyrocket. I want them both to skyrocket. Just fun to think like who you would invest in more. I want her to GameStop. Yeah. As I will. Or AMC. Yeah, right. Or Tesla. She needs to hack the the system in the stock market. <laughs> I think I would invest in Sabrina Carpenter too more just because I think Sabrina knows what she's doing as a pop star. Yeah. She knows how to get the clout, the press, 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 press. Oh, and she's a she's, genius. This new style that she's going in for. Her brand is just per- perfect, just becoming perfect right now. I love her. Perfect defying. I love her so much. The air is towards who. I think she's just going to get so much bigger and bigger and bigger. I love her. So one of my favorite moments of the year was someone whose stock was really, really down and then rose. And that was Rachel Ziegler. <gasps> mother, mother, I think mother, she's mother, had my mother, favorite mother, mother, mother. journey of 2024. <sighs> her situation was very stressful. Because she films two movies, Snow White and The Hunger Games. There's a strike. And during said strike, where her movies cannot be released, she gets canceled. That's a very sticky situation to be in. Because her... But it's also an iconic situation to be in. Because, yes, everyone was so mad at her. They hated her for her comments about Snow White. They were giving her the Anne Hathaway treatment. The misogyny treatment of... Hollywood, what did you think about that? I am such a proponent of Rachel Zegler. Huge fan of her. Yeah. Um, I think that we need to bring back real people mm-hmm. who voice their opinions mm-hmm. in an honest way. Agreed. And if Snow White wasn't her dream role and she expresses that, do you want her to sit there and lie and say that that's exactly what she wanted? No. Yeah. And I love how she was open to express that she just wanted a job when she was in Shazam. Exactly. Which is a very real feeling. She said, I'm in this economy just like y'all are. Exactly. It's hell for all of us. Exactly. She's one of the most real people. And I love, (laughs) I love that. I don't love that she got canceled, but I love because of the strike. She had a moment to redeem herself before her movies came out. Because I think if, the world turned on her the way it did before those were filmed and before those were released, she may, she may have been fired. Yeah. She would not have had those roles just because Ever. who's going to want, who's going to want to watch a movie where the lead role is negatively perceived. Yeah. But so she killed it, but because she got the opportunity to film the movies, get canceled and then have the movies come out and have everyone fall in love with her. Iconic. She's been vindicated. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. It was, that must've been such an anxiety inducing year for her. <sighs> Imagine what turmoil she was feeling because I'm sure all of the um, studios were mad at her. Oh, yeah. Giving her a hard time. She's so PR trained now. And she says the most honest, kind-hearted thing, but also the most real thing. Yeah. People just can't handle that these days. So I want her to be one of the biggest stars of 2024. I really want her to, too. I am on the Rachel Segler train. Okay. Love her. Um... We're going to do like one more thing here okay. before the interview part. What is just one thing you really want to see more of in 2024? I just want to see people be more real. Yes. And we saw that with Rachel Zegler, right? She is being real in her interview questions. Yes. And I feel like we're seeing this on social media in the influencer space. Particularly we saw 
the rise of Alex Earl this year. Okay. Who I <laughs> love Alex Earl. I love how she is real about how she lives. She keeps, she does not tidy her bedroom for her videos and mm-hmm. is open about the clothes all over her floor and the half eaten Chipotle bowl on the floor. That is real. That is what a lot of people live like. And every other influencer is going to clean their room, tidy it up before filming. <laughs> my room's a mess. Yeah. Same. I've started not cleaning it. The clutter in my room can't even see the floor sometimes. Yeah, me too. And I embrace real. it. It's a real yeah. <laughs> thing that half of America lives with. It's a real issue. So I feel like we're seeing that not even in terms of just lifestyle, but um, shut Spencer Barbosa. She is. I love her. Oh my gosh. I have to bring her up because she is very real Yeah. about body image and the way people present themselves online. She does the posed versus real yes. posing. Huge proponent of that. Spencer Barbosa is so iconic because like everyone knows that's what we all look like. Exactly. And she's just simply being real. And I think TikTok definitely did give a rise to organic, real content. No one wants anything too curated. Exactly. And that's a good trend that we're seeing. Exactly. Like, honestly, Alex Earl and Spencer Barbosa have really motivated me to stop being so nitpicky about the pictures that are being taken of me. Exactly. I will be like, oh, can you take a picture of me under this sign? I got the picture. I don't care how I look anymore. I really don't care. Because the truth of the matter is, someone sees me out and about, I don't get to choose the angle that they see me from. Exactly. So how am I going to catfish on Instagram and then people see me in real life and go, oh. Which, by the way, you look amazing all the time. Oh my gosh, thank you. Every time we go out, everyone is so happy to see you. Oh my gosh. And like you like literally just look like a ray of sunshine in oh my real life you look amazing so Thank don't you. ever worry about it i appreciate that but i get what you mean though this year i've definitely i feel like i've been practicing like radical self-acceptance i just don't care how i look in photos it's, i do not care and at the end of the day who am i fooling everyone who sees me in person knows what i look like exactly i'm not trying to act like i'm some sort of supermodel yeah. even on my tinder profile and my like hinge tinder yeah. whatever um Yes, I include one to two pictures of how I actually look. Of course. Of course. I always add those in. Because I needeth not for someone to see me in person be, oh. Disappointed. Yeah. That would be an uppercut. Right. So let's just skip. Let's just jump to the chase. This is how I actually look. Sure, I'll put some enticing, nice lighting, nice photos, flexing, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, the double chin in the bed with the low camera angle is what you're going to get. Exactly. So I love that. I think we've been seeing a trend. There's a lot of like crazy beauty trends this year. Like the BBLs are not going away. Like everyone thought they were. Mm. Ozempic is not going away. Plastic surgery is not going away. So with traditional celebrities, with this increase of stakes in the beauty world, I like that celebrities are also being a little bit more open about it. This year, Kylie Jenner admitted to her boob job. Ariana Ariana Grande broke down crying about how she used to get so much Botox and lip filler and how she never wants to do that ever again. We saw Black China undo all her plastic surgeries and tell us everything that she got done. So I love that celebrities just seem a little bit more responsible with the standard that they're setting and that trend better continue. I like it too. I don't want to see anyone being like, oh, you know, this is what my mama gave me. No, that's what your doctor gave you. (laughs) (laughs) Itch bowl. Itch bowl. (laughs) 
Bounties on your scent like a bounty hunter. And Coleman's gonna track you down. Step by step from town to town. Sweet like justice. Karma is the queen. Karma takes all my friends to the summit. Karma is the guy on the screen. Coming straight home to me. Okay, guys, this is a Pop Culture University exclusive. I have an iconic TikTok star sitting right in front of me. And no downplaying of that word. You are an icon. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Snarky Marky. So this is like a whole new era of social media fame. So I just want to ask you some questions about it. You've been running the TikTok game for four years running. now. Running this game for five years. I would say five, but I feel like TikTok is like four years old. But you've literally been on, you've been on TikTok for like four years and you've had so many iconic moments. We've seen you transform. <laughs> There's so many versions of you in our head, just these incredible memes and moments that you've given us. What is it like to have such a tangible digital footprint for years? It is surreal. Um, I looked up to internet people growing up and just always admired what they put out on the internet. And to be, I guess, part of that is surreal. Yeah. I love to create new characters and lines. It's super fun. And I love being in, being in control of my narrative. For sure. I feel like you are in control of your narrative 100%. And you are a part of meme history, <laughs> social that media history. utmost I know. achievement for me. In this world, a lot of people are dying to be memes. People try to be memes. And I critique yeah. that too. <laughs> yeah. Because. You seem to have a knack sorry, for there's it. There's something on my lip. Um, people are always trying to be a meme. I see them in the background of reality shows. <laughs> Over dramatic reactions. You can't force it. The forced, like, humorous two-second reaction. Right. You yeah. can't force it. And I'm grateful that people have seen the potential in me and then made me a meme from there. Yeah. Because that's it how it works. Of, it's meme, memifying someone is the utmost admiration. Literally. Sincerest form of flattery. Well, how do you feel looking back on your four years of content? Are you, because sometimes when I look back at a video of myself, I don't like watching it. I don't make peace with it. Knowing that not only you have old videos of yourself, but the world has old videos of you to watch. What does that feel like? Honestly, I love it. Yeah. I love looking back at my videos because I still get a kick out of them. To be honest, not to toot my own horn. You're hilarious. No, I laugh at them every time <laughs> I see them. I love them, especially when I'm just in a Twitter reply section and I yes. see my own video in context with that. And I like to see the way that people distort it. Yeah. I've seen all <laughs> sorts of things. Oh, I'm sure. With my memes. There was one, they took two parts from a video and it was like, that is disgusting. Give it to me now. And Twitter had a field day with that one. And yes. I was edge bowling yes. at all of those. They were so fun to read. And just I and just the audios. Yeah. I love looking through the audio pages, seeing what people have done. Poverty stricken individuals. That one yes. was a fun one to look at. Yes. Um, so I love looking back at it. I'm like, oh, I kind of ate that one thing a little I bit. Know. No, you have such like a natural knack for it. <laughs> And it's so hard to create a meme. You have so many iconic ones, like, as you were saying, a poverty struck an individual, <laughs> astronomical, 
remind me of your gender again. <laughs> Which, by the way, I use in my real life because I think it is so hilarious. Um, especially just with my gay friends. Like, they'll want, like, some some girly thing. As a joke, I'll be like, remind me of your gender again. Um, your skits about Martina. Oh, give it to me now. What's your favorite meme that you created? The one you're most proud of? Low-key, I really have always loved the poverty-stricken individual one like that because <laughs> it really is in my own mind, to be honest. And even, like, astronomical, I get so... Sometimes I'm like, oh, this is so tiring. It just always follows me. That's yeah. all people are going to see me as. But you know what? That is such a once-in-a-kazillion-lifetime opportunity. The odds of that happening were astronomical. <laughs> right. The odds of that happening were in hell. Yeah. So just I posted that without the intention of it going viral for reproduction. Yeah. It's just been crazy. And I'm so grateful for it. What is the one thing about TikTok fame that you did not expect? Shocks you all the time. I did not expect other creators to think that we're all that. I didn't expect that either. Yeah. Like... People need to sit down. Simmer down. Because all we do is post videos from our bedrooms on Completely. the internet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's not a studio backing us with there hundreds isn't. of millions of views. We're not on CBS Channel 2. There is not. And for people to, you know, adopt these egos and have all these riders and all that, I, I don't like that. Yeah, the ego-stricken individuals in the TikTok game are very surprising. And it's almost like a modern day mental illness. It really is a mental illness because at the end of the day, um, what are you going home to? To exactly. film a video in your bedroom? Come on now. Like, let's be so real. I think that we should have some, you know, whatever. Oh, that's pretty cool you do that. But it's not like we're A-list celebrities living in Calabasas. Yeah. Come you are very TikTok famous though. How do you <laughs> not let the TikTok fame go to your head? I ground myself. Yeah. I am... I mean, I I live an ordinary life. I just post videos online. So I think if I were to move out here, I would risk gaining an ego and stuff. I don't mm -hmm. tell myself I don't think I have that big of an ego or anything, but I go to school and everything. Like <laughs> I, I live an average everyday life. I just do this on top. Yeah. No, that's hilarious. Like you move here, you have a giant fur coat on, sunglasses, you're stomping on everyone. Stomping on the haters. <laughs> But I mean, honestly, I hope I never get to that. Yeah, there are definitely some TikTokers out there who it's always in my experience, it's always the people who play Boy Next Door who are the most ego struck, struck in individuals. Mm. It's the people who you think would have an ego that don't and people you think wouldn't do. That's my experience. What is so you have like a natural knack for this. What is your creation process? What do you think is the key to making a viral video and a social media career? I think this sounds so uh, cliche. Yeah. But authenticity really is what it is. Because if mm -hmm. someone... Mm, I also have a bunch of things. But um, if someone is doing something already, what makes you think that the audience that exists for that person or idea is going to translate to you. Yeah. They already have an established footing in that space. So you have to find your own thing. You can be inspired by people, but 
put your own twist on it. Yeah. Do something unique to that. Yeah. The most exclusive thing you're ever going to have in your content is that you're you and exactly. no one else is. Exactly. And these plagiarists. <laughs> they wish. <laughs> they could never pop off like Mark does. Period. <laughs> no, I'm sure you do get a lot of people who try to recreate your content. You are just very, but they can't because your personality, you share your personality online, which I think people, unfortunately, it kind of makes you a target in some way for hate comments. How do you handle hate comments? Do you like them? Do they get to you? I love hate comments because yeah. at the end of the day, you penciled me into your schedule of the day. Mm-hmm. And you went under your way to comment on me. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you dearly for calling me wide-backed and <laughs> wide piggy oh. and no, all the nine yards. That's actually not funny. That pisses me off. And I don't care. If Honestly, I, find those people, I really don't care because at the end of the day, their profile pictures are null. Exactly. It's always the blank profile pictures who say the craziest things, but not with their chest. Right. They say it in a dark corner of the room with their high Twitter fingers Exactly. And it's a real, I feel bad for those people, actually. At Me the too. end of the day, I wish them all the best. And something that I actually do not care about a uh, comment pertaining to my appearance, because I have been learning to strip myself of the idea that uh, your appearance isn't everything. And totally. people who are going to love you for how you look mm-hmm. are not the people you want around. So if you think that commenting on the way I look is funny or you're getting at me, you're not. Because I know that I'm wide backed. Thank no, you. you're gorgeous and why about in, I embrace it now. Yeah. I like mean, I am a little bit bigger. Mm, and that's fine. That's fine. It really is. I don't know. I just think it's insane that people feel the right to comment that. And I feel like I do want to um retaliate sometimes. Have you ever retaliated against a hate comment Absolutely. in a bad way? Absolutely. Yeah. I go for the jugular. <laughs> so yeah. Because <laughs> seriously, if you think that, oh, and this is the other um, thing that this is a notion that exists amongst social media users is that the creator has to take the high road. I don't <laughs> believe in that. No, me. Yeah, me neither. I don't believe in that because you initiated it by commenting that unwarrantedly on how I look. So, totally. Because if the creator says that you're cast as a bully. Because you should hold yourself to a standard. You have a public persona to upkeep, but these people with no profile picture, they have no standard to upkeep, but they are being the bully too. Exactly. It's a crazy double they standard. They initiated the bullyingness. Yeah. If you're going to, that's always been my mentality. That's why I've never gotten bullied in schools because I fight back. Totally. Because I prove to them that I can snap back at them and I can go for the jugular and then they, they back off of me. Yeah. And I know a lot of people like myself who have been bullied in high school, I just learned from a young age to fight to fight with my words back. And for sure, I've never been like, thank goodness, I've never been overtly bullied in my life. And when you do snap back at people, I think it puts it for them into perspective. Like, what am I even making fun of Mark for? Right. There's just as much stuff as he can say about me. So I feel like it does put people into perspective. And in the comedy genre, I think it people think since you make so many funny videos on TikTok, it's an invitation to be overly personal with you. Exactly. Or think they're in on the joke and they can comment on appearance or whatever inside jokes you have with yourself and your content. But you do take yourself very seriously at the same time. I do take myself very seriously and it is not an invitation for you to comment on how I look or my weight or whatever. 
it's they think that because I'm I present myself as aloof mm-hmm. that they can be aloof with it and yeah. be funny back. They think they have a one up on you. Like they're this like you're just this outgoing like almost a little they think you're this outgoing dull kid on right. social media who's not the sharpest tool in the shed but you're actually five steps ahead of them i think so i mean i seriously do not get phased by and say oh my teeth are weird whatever like skin's breaking out from all that fatty food i'm eating hair is greasy big back wide back whatever like i don't care i mean at the end of the day you're an icon and you're gorgeous and that's like, I've, I've never even thought those things. So the fact that people would bring them to attention just shows how they feel about themselves. But you have shared <laughs> well, your weight you. loss journey online. Yes. You've, you've shared a lot of your weight loss journey online. That's a lot to go through in private. I've been through that journey before. How is it sharing that publicly? It's a lot because I have honestly learned a lot through it. Um, it started off as something that was really exciting for me. And I was excited that, you know, I'm shedding the pounds I'm becoming more healthy and then once I reached the lowest weight that I was I started to really value the comments pertaining to my appearance yes rather than the comments pertaining to who I am and what I do yes and I learned that when you start to prioritize the comments about how you look you start to become vain and then you lose sight of who you are and what your intention was completely and that is such a slippery slope because it is if someone's only going to want to watch your content for your appearance the second your appearance goes away you You, have nothing exactly there's nothing else to do and people followed me for the jokes that i crack and for what i do and who i am and i lost sight of that and the numbers paint the picture of that and wow i'm trying to fix myself in this mentality of be myself and stop trying to pose a certain way or look a certain way so that people can comment on how I look. Yeah. It's hard to unlearn how society treats you at different phases in life though. Exactly. So it's so easy to fall into that trap. But as they say, the least interesting about the least interesting thing about you is how you look. Exactly. But that's really hard to like pummel into your mind. And I've been working hard at like, instilling that in me engraving that into me yeah my last question is you're 36 yes just turned 36 on the 17th <laughs> yes we went out for his birthday yes went to catch la it was a great time the big 36 we had some amazing like <laughs> snickers pie or whatever <laughs> uh you look great for 36 Thank aging you. gracefully you make fun of millennials all the time yes but as a millennial yourself do you think they're cringy and do you think they're more cringy than Gen Z? I actually love millennials a lot. Um, okay. I think they laid the groundwork for what I do now on social media. So they actually definitely have a lot of respect for them, but they do, they have dated themselves a little bit through some of the things that they do on social media, which I commentate on, but I do love a millennial. <laughs> I actually gravitate more towards millennials than Gen Z. Really? I'm mentally 36. Wow. I'm really mentally 36. I wouldn't expect that. Millennials did break the ice of social media awkwardness. And I hope they see your content as making fun of them out of love. Oh, that's what it is. It's lighthearted. Yeah. I try to keep it lighthearted if you take it as heavy hearted. They get so mad though. And then in their (laughs) retaliation post against you, they prove your point. Exactly. (laughs) 
exactly. <laughs> yeah, they really are doing all the nuances that you're calling out. So exactly, but millennials, I love you. Oops, I love y'all. Yeah, I really well, do. Millennials, snarky Marky is just making funny because he loves you. Exactly, it's tough love. A little <laughs> bit of tough love. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. It's been a blast and Yay. a half. I love you. you. And oh my God, I'm so excited for you to come to LA again. Going back to <laughs> going back to the great up up north. The great white north. Yeah. All right, you guys. Well, thank you for joining me this week on Pop Culture University. Um, thank you, Marky, for coming one thank last time. You. Um, we love you. We're obsessed with you. Make sure if you watch this on YouTube, like the video, share it. Subscribe helps to aggro them out. If you're on the audio version, um, leave a little review. Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You're already here. You may as well do so. Five stars, of course. Screenshot yourself listening to it. Post to your Instagram story and tag me. And I will hit you up in your DMs. And until next time, students, class dismissed. <laughs> Love y'all. Okay, slay. Amazing. That was-